From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. It's Saturday, March 19th, and today, AccuWeather forecasters break down how the weather will influence the upcoming allergy season and how conditions will create a particularly rough pollen season in one region of the country. AccuWeather's Allison Finch puts into words AccuWeather's 2022 U.S. Spring Allergy Forecast. The latter part of winter has been brutally cold across much of the United States, and March has brought typical wild swings in the weather. So it's no wonder that many Americans may be eager to get outside and enjoy the fresh air and consistent warmth. But for the millions of people who suffer from seasonal allergies, this time of year can be especially hard. A team of AccuWeather forecasters, led by senior meteorologist Alan Reppert, took a deep dive into forecast data, weather patterns, and climate research to forecast what the fast-approaching allergy season will be like, and if there will be an extended or higher-than-usual pollen season. According to Climate Central, a nonprofit science and news organization based in Princeton, New Jersey, recent research suggests that the growing seasons are becoming longer across the continental U.S., thus creating a longer pollen season, which could prolong the symptoms many seasonal allergy sufferers endure. Various types of allergens can affect Americans at different times of the year and with different levels of severity. According to Reppert, trees are commonly the first and biggest pollen producers in the spring. By late spring and early summer, grass pollen will start to dominate. And finally, toward the late summer and early fall, weed pollen will take over for the rest of the season. The weather plays an important role in how much pollen is produced, how it is distributed, and how much is in the air at any given time. When determining if the pollen levels will be high, average, or low, one must take into account important factors like rain, wind, and temperature. On rainy or windless days, pollen has a harder time circulating, which reduces allergy symptoms. Pollen tends to travel more with warm, windy, and dry weather. Dry conditions and drought can hinder grass and weed growth and reduce certain pollen levels. Meteorologists warn that if you live in one particular part of the U.S., you may want to stock up on tissues ahead of the allergy season. Here's how each allergen is expected to affect sufferers across the country this season, starting with tree pollen. For Americans living in the southeast, tree pollen is expected to be worse than anywhere else around the country because of the moderate temperatures and multiple rounds of rain. Although tree pollen was already a factor across the southernmost areas in Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana by mid-March, the pollen levels will worsen throughout the spring, resulting in a worse-than-average year. Anytime it rains, 
it does actually help wash the pollen out of the air, but if it is a lighter rain, it might not wash the pollen out completely, Ruppert said. Ruppert said that the multiple rounds of rain in the southeast won't be enough to wash the pollen out of the air. This will create a pileup of tree pollen across the southeast during the month of March and into April, meaning many people may be reaching for a box of tissues. Much like the southeast, the Pacific Northwest will experience a high level of tree pollen as well. Through April, moderate temperatures and rainfall will provide ideal conditions for trees to grow and little time for pollen levels to drop. But conditions will be better for those who live in the southwest during April and May. With the lack of rain in the southwest, pollen levels look to peak below average, Rupert says. Steady rainfall during April and early May will allow little time for tree pollen levels to peak in the northeast, which will likely lead to an average or below-average season for residents who live from the Appalachian Mountains to Maine. How about grass pollen? Much like it will experience with tree pollen, the southeast will continue to have higher-than-average grass pollen levels as mild temperatures and ample moisture allow the grass to grow. Specifically, from April to June, much of the Gulf Coast and the Mississippi and Tennessee Valleys will have higher-than-average grass pollen levels. In the Pacific Northwest, the early-season rainfall that is set to produce high tree pollen levels will also be responsible for higher-than-average grass pollen levels, especially over coastal Oregon and Washington. Across the opposite end of the nation, a near-average season is in store for the Northeast during the early summer months as warm weather and sporadic rainfall will result in intermittent grass growth. Grass pollen levels will also be average in the central Rockies, as tropical moisture and the monsoons start to move in during the late spring and early summer months. For much of the West Coast, the dry season, which starts in May and continues through September, will be even drier than normal. Drought conditions are expected to worsen as a result, which will play a pivotal role in allergy season. The lack of rainfall combined with hot air will slow grass growth, hindering pollen levels. If there is a drought, grass and weed pollen are usually much lower, Rupert said. If there is a lack of rainfall, that's really going to kill off a lot of the weeds and grasses and not let them really produce pollen. Lastly, weed pollen and, yet again, the southeast will be a hotspot when it comes to late-season pollen, also known as weed pollen. This type of pollen notoriously affects Americans before cold winter weather settles back into the north and the sun dips below a certain angle in the south. In fact, weed pollen will dominate the entire east coast as an increase in moisture and temperature creates a favorable environment for weeds to thrive. In the mid-Atlantic region, weed pollen levels are expected to pick up during the height of the summer. In the northeast, weed pollen levels will ramp up to higher than normal levels in the late summer and early fall months. The opposite will be true for areas on the other side of the country, where drier conditions will influence weed pollen counts. Drier weather will begin to move into the northwest in August, allowing weed pollen levels to drop to average levels or even a bit below average. For the west coast, weed pollen levels will also be lower than normal due to the dry season, which occurs throughout the summer months. Meanwhile, for the four corners and parts of the southwest, the monsoon season starts in mid-June, and the increase in tropical rainfall will bring moisture to the already sunny and warm areas allowing weed pollen to thrive during the early summer months. That's it for today. 
For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or visit AccuWeather.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.